think we have an interesting panel here with different different backgrounds from you know more traditional investing, new types of investing, a lawyer even, technical backgrounds, etc. So I'm going to ask you guys to you know, beside the introduction that we heard, just heard, to give very shortly an introduction on, on who you are. And mostly what I would like to ask you uh, all to answer is, why are you in the blockchain and crypto space personally? What, what drew you in or what interests you most? And then we'll have a couple of interesting topics to discuss. So please go ahead. Uh, David Solow, uh, I'm an investment banker. We help people buy and sell companies and raise money. I'm in blockchain for the huge profits. Uh, actually, it's a, uh, I think it will be equivalent to the internet in its transformational effect. And so being in financial services for a sector like that is, is what you want to be in the beginning. Hi, uh, my name is Ami Ben-David. I'm from Spice VC. Uh, Spice is one of the world's first uh, tokenized fund. So we uh, went very early into security tokens um, when it wasn't even called security tokens. So we... We built a lot of the infrastructure and ideas for how security tokens will behave. And now the m market has arrived, so we're investing mostly in that. So we almost started with blockchain rather than arrive at. Yeah, good. We'll definitely talk about that a little bit more. Uh, and I am uh, Jeb Stockholm. I'm a lawyer and a venture capitalist. And uh, the reason I am in blockchain is, in fact, that uh, the first fund we made uh, in, in VC, it was focused on artificial intelligence. Uh, and we made this a very nice portfolio. But then uh, we needed to, to add some solutions into that portfolio. And a lot of them was focused on blockchain. So, in fact, what drove me into blockchain were all the use cases where we can take a problem and then solve it with the blockchain. So we're not building blockchain blo just for the sake of the blockchain, but we are adding value to the portfolio we already have. Okay, great. Well, we'll also talk a little bit about the solutions that, uh, that you're looking for, uh, of course, in the future. So. Even though this is a talk on you know, the future of blockchain investments, we cannot have a panel without looking backwards also a little bit. Also, we're end at the end of the year, so a little reflection is in its place. Um, we've gone through a roller coaster, I guess we can say, in 2017 and 2018 with, uh, with everything to do with crypto and the investments. And um, basically, my question would be, from an investor's point of view, uh, beside the price point, what's the biggest difference uh, of the crypto market in 2017 versus this year, so that after that we can look towards 2019 and, and beyond that. So what, what would be the biggest difference uh, for you, uh, Ami? I, I would say that in uh, 2017, uh, when we just started looking at investment, beginning of this year, when we were looking at investments as well, uh, it was still the, the hype, height of the hype of the ICOs. Um, and it was just impossible to, uh, to look at companies who have, would come to, to us with practically nothing. Uh, you know, a couple of people, like the cliche, what's your valuation? We don't know, probably $100 million, but we'll give you a discount, it's $80 million. You know, things that were completely ridiculous. Uh, and that was a period that was, uh, it was impossible to understand where the value was. I was, uh, there were a lot of uh, things that you, you saw that were, were not right. Um, and we were trying to, as, as a company that, and a fund that specializes in security tokens, um, we were looking for the, for, the, for the regulated stuff, for the, for the okay. real stuff. So it, for me, it was mostly about saying no to, to, most of the, to all of the ICOs that came in. 
and, and trying to find the people that are genuinely building the future within the law, within regulation. Okay. So you're saying that in the future, the value is going to be in security tokens uh, or, or regulated security tokens. That's your, it, it's your not future outlook. I, I think that uh, people are, are comparing ICOs and, uh, and security token offerings, and, and they're not the same at all. Mm -hmm. uh, ICOs are, are, were a small niche type of companies that were suitable for tokens. Most of them were not even suitable for tokens, but uh, let's say few were suitable for tokens and were okay. Security tokens is basically every security on the planet. There are tr yeah. hundreds of trillions of dollars of securities on, 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 on planet Earth. So it's a completely different yeah. uh, order of, ma of magnitude of, of, uh, of, of a space. I, uh, I see your neighbor uh, nodding enthusiastically. Indeed, for you, I know you have an opinion also on, on the different types of tokens and, and the value exactly. that's behind it. Exactly, so because uh, what, what happened with the utility token is that a lot of uh, projects and people used them for the wrong purpose, if you ask me. Because a lot of people, they went to a utility token solution uh, just in order to raise money. But if the only reason you are going for a token, if that is for raising money, raising funds, then it's a security, then you should look at it as a security. So there are a lot of use cases where we can use a utility token, of course, but then you must be very specific how to use that token and why, because otherwise, why not do an IPO or an STO? Why a utility token? So bring in the use case, but then if we have an intelligent use case, when we have the intelligent smart contract, a lot of things can happen in with a utility token, of course. But I agree with you, uh, STOs, security tokens, that is the future, and we will see a lot of great projects coming out now. I'm extremely positive in that area. Okay, I, I know we need to get a response on this from, from David, because you have an opinion on security tokens as well, uh, and uh, kind of their, their value in the, in the future. So, so please share your your thoughts on that with us? Sure. Well, the um, like the thing about the uh, the security tokens is it's too early. Nobody really knows what these things are worth yet. Uh, there are almost no actual live cases. Uh, I think people probably saw that Basis is closing, and one of the reasons given for it closing, it's a stable coin with two parts. Uh, one part is the coin, and the other part is the security, which you buy if the stable coin falls in value. You buy this other one, the proceeds for the purchase of that are used to drive the stable coin up to parity again. And actually discovered that there aren't enough buyers for the second coin to make the dynamic work. So they're closing it. They raised on the order of $130 million and reported they're returning a majority of that money. So somebody's pushing back about 70 million plus bucks because they can't make this thing work. At, at the moment, I don't think you're going to see a lot of, of securities tokens in a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But right now, I think it's tough. That's true that there aren't many uh, many examples because this field is completely new. Uh, there are still no big exchanges and only one trading platform because uh, regulating a trading platform takes about a year and the whole industry is about a year old. So we're now just starting to see them. But there are some interesting security tokens out there. Uh, ours, our fund, SpiceVC is tokenized. And the security token is actually very simple to explain. Uh, we're a regular VC fund, we invest in companies, and when there's an exit in a regular fund, the exit money goes to the LPs. In our fund, the exit money goes to the token holders. That's it. It's, it's like a regular complete fund. The only difference is that if somebody wants to move their token to somebody else, they just move the token to somebody else, and now the new person is now entitled to the exits. So it just took a, an industry 
which is uh, completely liquid. Liquid liquidity is like seven years. You have to invest and wait until companies mature to get your money back. Uh, very little liquidity and turn it into something which is much more liquid. So there are very simple basis, basic uh, um, um, uh, use cases for security token. And what I think is from what so I'm seeing, well, well, I'll just finish this, is that the supply of assets and companies that want to tokenize is practically endless. What we need to bring now is the buy side. So, kind of a question for all of you uh, shortly. What are the projects that you're investing in now or looking at now that you believe will be profitable in the future? Because obviously you're investing to get a profit, but which projects are there today that you really think will, or what type of projects are there that you think will be there in the future still? Well, I think we have a very good use case in our uh, portfolio because in, uh, in Black Swan Venture Capital, we uh, were so lucky that we got a unicorn within uh, supply chain financing. And within supply chain financing, we can uh, make some kind of debt platform where we can use the tokens and then uh, combine the payer and the receiver of funds in a very efficient way. So there we will have something that could be competing with the solutions you can get in banks and so. So I, I truly believe, as I said before, that if we take the financial solutions we have today, uh, there is a lot of paperwork, there's a lot of compliance, but then put it into smart contracts in order to always show that everything here is in order with AML and KYC. It is so much more intelligent. And that is what drives me into this space because we do not have to reinvent the wheel. We are just making the world smarter. Okay. Yeah. Um, another, another viewpoint on that? I'm... Um going to sound like the negative guy here, but mostly because I'll always look two or three or four years ahead. There's an old saying that uh, when computers came in, IBM, you know, these big boxes with the uh, punch cards, they used to say that uh, the payroll clerk would never be replaced by a computer because the payroll clerk could read the card from the worker. It came in 10 minutes late. This person's always half an hour late, mark them off, etc. It's true. A payroll clerk was never replaced by a computer. The entire payroll department was replaced by the computer because you redesigned the workflow. You think about the problem differently. I think the securities tokens, the ability to tokenize stuff we have today will have the same shape. People will redesign the way the process works, create new functionality that didn't exist before, and then these things will fly like you wouldn't believe. To just take what you've got now and say I recorded it on a blockchain instead of I recorded it in an Oracle database or at the stock exchange or wherever, I don't think that's actually going to be a big enough improvement in value uh, to really attract more money than Fed money, which is kind of where we are now. But, I mean, no offense, guys. You know, people are putting money into things, but you don't see the 10x improvement in performance or in value or in speed or security that you need for people to drop what they're doing and go to something new. So my head is always sort of, what is the change in the shape of the business? And then the security token comes with it. Okay, and what, what is the type of value that you're looking for on the short term or in the long term when you're evaluating a project? Right. So when we invest in projects, we mostly invest time because mm -hmm. we have clients and we do deals for them. So the shorter term uh, is actually not about blockchain, it's services to the blockchain. Today, all the profits in the industry are around uh, exchanges, brokers, dealers, asset managers, security people, custodians, all this kind of stuff. Uh, nobody's really making money and doing blockchain-y stuff. They're providing services around 
Bitcoin or Ether or Litecoin or whatever. Um, three or four years out, their companies which are in healthcare or financial services or supply chain management, which are transforming the way the work is done. And you see them today, they have a, a $25,000 proof of concept, a, a baby contract. And you see them negotiating a $5 million a year contract or a $10 million a year contract. And you say, in 24 months, your revenue will have gone from four times 50, $200 a year, to four or five times 10 million. You'll be a $40 million company. With that growth rate, you'll be a 500 million value company, right? Mm -hmm. That's where we put our time for the longer term. Okay, okay, Ami? Um, so we're all in on this uh, new innovation of blockchain-based uh, securities. It's, th it's now being called security token, but the, the industry is now trying to, to move on and just calling it digital securities. Because these are just securities that are becoming digital. Um, and when you're talking about replacing and exchanging something, you 90% of the roughly 90% of securities in the world today are paper-based. And replacing them with something digital, low cost, with instant settlement, 24-7 global, I mean, it's a no-brainer. So, um, and then you talk about what can you do to, to public markets, and there's another le level there of what digital securities can do. So, if, if the thesis is correct, and five to 10 years from now, trillions of dollars worth of assets will be digitized, then a whole industry have to, to spring up, to, to just happen. So we need, we need the infrastructure. We need blockchains, we need uh, uh, primary issuers, we need issuers, we need uh, 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 secondary issuers, we need custodians, we need uh, broker dealers, we need uh, investment bankers of a completely new breed. So there's a whole infrastructure to be built and we are investing in this infrastructure now because we believe that digital securities will be so big that there will be multiple unicorns coming out of that and you know our first company that we invested in uh, securitized just raised 12 and a half million dollars round a from uh, companies like coinbase and ripple um, but it's based on an actual business providing services making money uh, it's a real real business mm -hmm. and that's you know it's like there's a gold rush we're we're financing the people doing the yeah the so, so investing and in building that infrastructure now so that we have uh, uh, you know, markets and, and, and infrastructure there to not just support one unicorn, but, but multiple ones. Multiple ones yeah. while, while we're at, uh, at you anyway, um, I know you wanted to say something about regulation as well. We also read this week that the G20 leaders announced that they're going to come up with a whole regulatory framework uh, around, uh, around cryptocurrency. So main question is actually, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Sometimes regulation is said to stifle innovation, uh, or do we actually need it to, to go where we want to go to? What's your opinion on that? I, I think what people miss about STOs compared to ICOs is that ICOs were not regulated at all. Mm -hmm. And people started thinking about STOs as being regulation compliant, and that's just half the picture. STOs are not regulation compliant, they're regulation enforcing. It, it's okay. the dream dream scenario for, for, for uh, regulation bodies because instead of having to chase people, the code will actually block illegal transactions. So once you, 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 you make regula uh, regulation enforcing technology, then it's a lot easier for regulations to, to, to understand it and be part of the process. The, the way that we built the first uh, regulation compliant uh, technology was very simple. We went to the lawyers, it was over here in London, Allen and Overy, uh, and we sat with them and we said, look, we want to tokenize a security. Please tell us, what can we do with a piece of paper 
mm-hmm. and we will make the t- token do that. And what can we not do with a piece of paper? And we will make the token not be able to do that. So the current version of security token match existing regulation as, uh, as they are today, no changes. Mm-hmm. But obviously there's a lot of gray areas where the market, where the, the regulator didn't, didn't expect digital securities. And that's where regulation will have to improve over time. But it's not like this industry is waiting for regulations. Okay. It's regulated now. Uh, as, a, as a lawyer, what, what would you add to that? <laughs> no, but for me, it's all about supply and demand. I mean, what is the market asking for? And uh, when we look at the ICO market right now, I mean, uh, the demand is, is very, very uh, low. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that this is not regulated. And uh, the reason is that uh, the big money, the big funds, the institutional investors, they will not enter a market if it's not regulated. Because if there's no basic AML, if there's no basic KYC, uh, they are afraid being not being compliant so uh, regulation is good for market if you want the market and the prices going up I strongly believe in that so when we talk about ICOs not being regulated I don't agree in that because the regulation have always been there and if you see how the SEC in the United States reacted to many of those big uh, ICOs we could see that yes we have these boxes and we can put your project down here maybe the uh, legal framework doesn't mention anything about it but we will put you into this box and that is why that uh, if you are not going straight to jail, you want to be out of jail, then you have to comply with legislation, because otherwise you are entering the wrong road. I think this is a myth. Um, what we found was, and I, I worked with, uh, I spent a lot of money on, on lawyers. I can tell you this, the regulations are not clear, okay? Example of how they are not clear, if you take 10 security uh, regulation experts in the US and ask them the same question, you will get 15 results. Different, different from one another. If it was simple and clear, you would get the same answer. It was all clear. Uh, a simple example, you know, uh, usually security is secondary market. They're traded in the same place that they were done primary. Okay, so NASDAQ does uh, the, the, the launch of the security, and then you can trade it on NASDAQ. In security token, you can do primary in one place and secondary all over the world in 10 different exchanges. What, what are the rules around that? Nobody knows. So the, the fact that the SEC is now coming down hard on people, uh, I, I think that what they're finding is two types of people. They're finding the people that are, are bad and try to, 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 to scam people and, and try to take their money by false pretenses and, and they're coming down hard on these people. And then they're finding the people that were trying to innovate and be right and work with lawyers and just got it wrong. And they just have to, and they get a certain fine and they're being asked to, to fix it and move on. And I think that that's what we're seeing right now. But the regulation now are they're not clear enough at least. Yeah. I, I just got to ask a question. If the regulations aren't clear, how do you implement them in a smart token? You take the worst case scenario and you implement that. So you ask the lawyers and the lawyers say, yes, you can do that. And another one said, no, you can't do it. So you implement it that it won't do it. So you, you just go to, to, the, to the worst case scenario. Like for example, in, in the UK, uh, you're allowed to work with, if you, if you are an exempt uh, uh, security, you're allowed to work with an unlimited number of, of uh, uh, qualified investors and up to 150 non-qualified investors. So you make sure that even if you have 151, it is blocked. You know, And maybe some people will say, well, 150, 200, what does it matter? It matters. You just stick to the law to the most, uh, in the most aggressive way. So it really, if we had three lawyers saying the same thing, and arguing what is allowed, we will always go with the worst case scenario because the market now is not clear. 
but what I'm seeing is that as we start doing things and regulated regulators uh, approach us and they talk to us about things and we learn over the next few years it will get simpler but in parallel I'm also seeing regulators doing very very interesting things like in France for example regulators allowed digital ledger to be a place where uh, uh, equities can be recorded and also in several states in the US it, it's just an going ongoing and constant improvement in that in that regard but if somebody wants to do security token now they have to use existing regulation and take the most strict uh, uh, definition of the law okay so whether we can use the regulation that's already there but just taking the worst case scenario or uh, co-creating or, or, or working on new regulation with regulators do you think that regulation is the biggest hurdle for institutional investors to get on board or to, to gain mass adoption or are there other hurdles that we need to take in order for, well, let's say the crypto investment market to take off even more and attract more investors to it? It's a, it's a whole infrastructure. Uh, regulation is one element. Uh, the other, other element is trust and, and com comfortability. Like when we started and, and we approached investors at the uh, beginning of the year, January, and we were talking to people and say, we're selling the LP of a fund in the form of a token. Nobody knew what we were on about. Token, what do I do with it? Where do I hold it? Where's the custodian? So we, we came up with answers to all these questions. And now I went to New York and met with some you know, heads of banks and they're talking about security token being the future. So, so th there's a learning curve okay. uh, here and trust is the key word. They have to trust it. David, what, uh, what would you say that uh, is still necessary to increase the adoption and entry to uh, crypto investments? Uh, you need a really good idea that is valuable. Okay. So, 1995, the only thing you could do on the internet was you could get a wire in the back of your machine and a squeal and send email and maybe some simple tunes that were terrible with a weird Microsoft audio player that made a funny light, right? Five years later, there was a huge amount of stuff you could do on the internet and the valuations of the companies ran with it. Fifteen years later, the largest companies in the world are all internet-based, right? This is Amazon, this is Apple, okay? So today, even if it's fully regulated, there's nothing to buy. Like, actually, I can't show up with a trillion dollars and meaningfully invest it in blockchain stuff. There's not a trillion dollars of value to own. There's even a hundred billion to own if you only sold the top 10% of the value of those projects, mm -hmm. right? And left the other 90% with the founders. There will be in a few years but not yet. So I think the biggest barrier is we got to make more stuff, more projects that actually are immensely valuable, and then the money will show up. But you're confident that we will we'll get there in, in the, how many years? Um, three to five for the first wave of cool, mm -hmm. and I'm 15 for the next wave of amazing. The first okay. wave is where everybody's breaking the digital part only, and like the internet, Uber destroys taxis, Amazon destroys shopping malls. Real world stuff is actually affected by the internet in ways no one predicted. Airbnb, Farfetch, things you never expected, right? The second wave of blockchain will have the same completely destructive effect. Uh, we talk to a lot of corporates and my tagline for all of them is, if you are 50, you're fine because you'll retire before the blockchain comes you'll sell or retire. If you're 25, you're fine because you'll grow up in a world where the blockchain is the world, like mm -hmm. the internet. If you're 40, you are totally screwed, okay? Because wow. right when you become important at age 55, 
the equivalent of Amazon is going to land on you like a box of rocks and clobber your business model, whatever it is. Okay. So that's the difficult zone, the middle level of management, the 15 year forward CEO. That's the one who should be careful. Okay, well, okay. That's, a, that's a nice uh, warning. Uh, Jeppeke, because we're almost out of time, uh, how, how do you see it uh, developing? At what kind of timelines? Uh, and, and what do we need to, for it to really take well, off? Basically, I think it will go much more fast than you are predicting there. Uh, because uh, what I see in the market right now, everyone, no matter what kind of financial institution it is, it is on their agenda. Of course, I uh, acknowledge that the big banks are not the front movers right now, but trust me, they are following this very, very uh, narrow. And um, the whole tokenization of uh, assets, real assets, real estate, uh, bonds, everything, it will go so fast and it will open up this new market because up till now the financial market yes i can buy a share we can buy a share but not ordinary people not running around with their phones buying shares but with tokenization of shares where, where the whole gamification of it because i think that will drive the uh, security tokens that's the whole gamification of it then we will see a pull demand and then prices will go up because it will be a sport for people running around with their smartphones etc that is what i believe will happen and you think that will happen earlier than the three to five years that david mentioned okay ami final statement on yeah, this i'm i'm uh, i'm f coming from the trenches so i'm actually building this stuff so i know what is actually going to come out 2019 and we're going to see uh, multiple exchanges and trading platform, at least five of them, uh, I think by the end of Q1, uh, will be live uh, and many more throughout the year. And as an industry where the number one value is more tradability and more liquidity, it was hard for this industry to break through before tradability and liquidity was available. So 2019 is when this will happen. Now, there's a whole, it's, there's like a dam and behind the dam there's a whole... It's a chicken and egg problem, right? In a way, and th there's a whole wat waterfall of, of, of assets that want to tokenize, that, that are waiting to tokenize. When we, at the beginning of the year, said that we have a platform to tokenize any asset, within two weeks we had something like between 7 and $10 billion worth of assets that wanted to tokenize. Mm -hmm. But it was too early. There was nobody to buy it and there was no exchanges to actually run it on. So it, it took more time. I think 2019, by the end of the year, we're going to be seeing what you're talking about, a, s a significant increase in, in digital securities, followed by the fact that all these big companies, the banks and so on, you have to understand for these, for these uh, banks, digital securities is not a marginal improvement of their existing business. It's a new business. It's a whole new pie. It's a whole new sets of areas that were not like, for example, uh, pension funds. You know, I, I think actually... That's a, that's a really good statement to, to close the panel off. It, it's a whole new pie. Um, and it can go really fast. It can take a little bit longer than that. Uh, I want to thank you for, uh, for your insights and for contributing to this, uh, to this panel. And I uh, hope uh, everyone enjoyed it. And uh, wish you all uh, a pleasant evening. Thank you.